Welcome to You Effect, your resource for stories of passion and wisdom from your favorite celebrities and industry leaders, committed to bring you entertainment with an inspiring twist. Hi everyone, I'm your host Kelly Lavelle and in this episode, real estate mogul turned film financer and philanthropist Victorino Noval joins us today. I met Victorino last year at the night of the Oscars. We connected on the red carpet of a pre-party. I was immediately taken by his passion for integrating charity into his entertainment work. Having worked with the likes of James Franco on short film projects to advocate for bullying, Victorino really strives to invest in projects that give back. Through his foundation, he's raised millions of dollars in participating in charitable events held at the Vineyard Beverly Hills. Called one of the most beautiful places in the world and one of the most expensive pieces of undeveloped land, it is estimated to be worth over a billion dollars. A humble man when you actually meet him, Victorino has joined forces with a number of well-known talent to advance philanthropic goals, including James Franco, James Cameron, Holly Berry, Sean Penn, Brad Pitt, Jimmy Kimmel, Sama Hayek. Literally the list can go on of who this man has worked with to raise money through charitable projects in the entertainment business. So it was a really amazing time kind of connecting with him and learning of his story. One of the more exciting events that he's done recently with the Vineyard Beverly Hills is hosted the first ever Diamond Ball with Rihanna, which was a huge fundraiser in which he headlined and brought pretty much all the A-listers you can imagine in Hollywood come together to raise money. Suffice to say, Victorino is a man of many experiences and talents and has his hands in many ventures, but a true heart guiding his, his mission all the way. So after meeting him at the night of the Academy Awards, I followed up with his team and I received a personal invitation to come to his home in Beverly Hills the next day. I'm delighted to share with you some of the conversations from that day. I really feel that his mix of industry experience in business with his new turned passion in the entertainment world and how he's using that to connect to charitable missions provides a collection of insights that I'm hopeful you can find a little bit of tidbits from to apply to your own journey. So let's take a listen and hear what Victorino has to share with us. I'm in front of Victorino Novel's house. He's an independent film financier and major philanthropist. He's invited us to his beautiful home this afternoon, so I'm really excited to meet him and hear what he has to say. So let's go meet him. Kelly. She said I've met you before. Yes, yes, yes. we met on Oscar night. I'm really? sure you met so many people, so. <laughs> well, come in. Let's, uh, yeah. let's do this. Okay. Thank you. Oh, what a beautiful home. Thank you. I must ask you, how did it all begin? Well, it began by living here in Beverly Hills. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot of charity events that take place in this community um, every day, and over the years, I've gotten involved. I've lived in Beverly Hills since I'm six years old, so I've always been part of that community. A lot of nice people here. A lot of people have a lot of events, and a lot of people here like to give back. And uh, I've surrounded myself with those people, went to school with those people, uh, so it kind of grows on you. So how did you begin your career though? You weren't always in film or philanthropy. This is a newer change for you, so where did you start off? I've done real estate my whole life. I've done real estate from the time I was 18 years old. 
very good at it, it got very old, boring, and being in this community, people over the years have proposed doing movies and movies. I've never accepted it because I never had the time. My father was a financier, it was all about transactional. It wasn't something that he would have ever supported. It came to a point where I decided that's what I wanted to do. I was bored in the financial world. And one day I met a young man by the name of James Franco. And uh, he said, I've heard about you. I want to do some projects with you. I've got a couple of movies I want to do. And I said, well, I'll do your movies, but I'm not going to get into these high budget movies. If you work for free and you bring your fellow stars with you and we give it to charity, the profits of the movie, um, I'll finance anything. I'll get my money back and then I'll put it back into the next one and we'll grow from there and make it a charity production company. Um, he had one called Tar. And um, we decided that my profits, my portion of the profits would be donated to NYU, uh, Tish. And we did it, we did Tar, and uh, it's being distributed, I think, in full festivals now. And he brought a lot of great people uh, to work on that movie. He brought, uh, he brought uh, Jessica Chastain, who loves James. She drove all the way from Canada to Detroit to film. And she had just been nominated for an Academy Award, so for her to get in a car and do that is frankly amazing that she would do that for him. He's uh, very artsy and people love him. Um, he also brought, um, um, what was the other star he brought? Uh, Mila Kunitz. And uh, he brought a heck of a crew for this, for this little movie and we completed it and now it's in the festivals and we hope to be able to donate uh, a lot of money to Tish. But I really like that because you're taking what is normally seen as, as more of a, a, a profit project and you've found a social good underlying. You're really making it so it, it, it makes a difference, not just in the entertainment world for, for, its, art, for its artistic uh, abilities, but in the lives of people uh, and really kind of creating your own ripple effect. I think a lot of times young people... We, we get stuck in kind of your initial stages, like you said, where we choose something that's maybe more practical for us, maybe something that doesn't, isn't something that we're passionate about because it makes sense. And a lot of the times, though, we forgo our passions and kind of push them aside saying, well, it's more important to, to do what makes sense, what's more practical. But you've kind of discovered that following your passion really can have intrinsic but also ex um, larger benefits for the greater community. Now, did you, where have you motivated you to, to do that in the first place? To, like, when you were approached, obviously you weren't in, um, you weren't a film financier at that point. What, what motivated you to, to think to become one, but then on, the, on top of that, to want to automatically uh, turn it into philanthropy? Well, if I had started at the beginning of my career wanting to do that, it wouldn't have worked. You can't do it without money. <laughs> so first you got to make the money yeah. before you can start donating the money. It's a little complicated. The opportunity was there to do it with a, a great actor as James Franco is. And here's a guy that makes six to eight, six, eight million dollars a movie that's saying, I'll put in my time. I call all my friends. I want to help the university. He was teaching at the school at the time. So I thought it was a great opportunity to try to find the new Spielberg uh, that didn't have the money to, to make a short. I thought that we could locate a lot of great talent. We worked with a lot of directors, future directors that were going to dish at the time, and they were all very grateful that they got to do this film with James and some big-name actors. So for me to be able to provide that to them, it's great. And at some point, uh, I hope to have a lot of cameras and lighting systems all donated uh, to the school with the Victor and Nobel Foundation logo on it, 
and that would enable me for the um, continued involvement with them and locating these kids that need the help. And, uh, but identifying the kids that have the talent uh, is the, uh, the goal. I have to say that I might think that change is a little bit in your blood because uh, your father was quite the change advocate himself. Has his influence shaped you at all or do you feel that that's had a play in, in your commitment to community? Well, my father was a, a real estate mogul and he was not very artistic because uh, we were very competitive. He thought uh, from the time I was small that I should be better than him or, and he would lead me on to make me work really hard. And uh, I held it, um, I held him not at the highest esteem for being so tough. And after he passed away, I realized uh, why he did it and uh, we started the foundation. I started the foundation, the Victor Rio Nobel Foundation on his behalf. And it was set to give back to the community, something that he was never able to do. He was worried about our future. He was worried about giving back to his family and making sure we were all okay. And he accomplished that. He accomplished that and I thought that it was my turn to try to give back to the community on his behalf. You've been involved in so many different projects. I think I could talk all, all day about some of your projects. You were just recently doing, you did a documentary on Michael Jackson as well, I believe. But in general, what do you feel is the greatest value that you've, you've taken from these experiences? Well, it hasn't been as much of a challenge as it seems for me to be involved in these kind of things. Um, first of all, I enjoy it. I enjoy uh, being able to give back to the community. So it's fun, it's not something that I have to um, really try at. Um, so I get a lot of fulfillment out of that. And I like when people want to join me in giving back. So when a guy like James Franco has a goal, or when uh, the family of Michael Jackson has a goal of, of showing that he was a human being, not uh, it's just a lot of, he had a horrible life, a lot of bad things happened that really didn't need to happen. Um, or uh, there's just so many opportunities to change things that if I can be part of it, I feel very fulfilled myself. And um, we, um, when we did the Oscar party up in the mountain that I wish you would have gone to, up in the Beverly Hills Vineyard, um, that was very fulfilling. We gave, uh, we donated a lot of money to a charity called City. And it's for inner city kids. And what I really enjoyed about that charity was that if a kid, a teenager comes to the charity and has an idea, he's an entrepreneur, and he has an idea he needs anywhere from five to 15 or $20,000 to execute it, that we're able to give him money to do that. And uh, some of these kids uh, may be onto something and they become successful. So a lot of the things is, a lot of my thoughts are not just about giving, it's about creating opportunity for the youth. Let them create their own future, but they may need a little help. So if we can help them, I think it's better to invest in them than it is to just give money. So that was, I thought, a great charity. You're really creating a legacy. You're creating a ripple effect of change as opposed to just an immediate short term. And I think that that's really, that's really the core of anything we do. If we can think in that, in that mindset of the legacy. If you could have one superpower and just change one thing in the world, what would you change? Um, education. Um, I'm frankly very embarrassed about um, the education programs we have in this country. There are countries that are not nearly what we are, 
and it's embarrassment. It's an embarrassment that we're not putting our money into education. We put it into a lot of areas that just make no sense. And when I see the public schools, when at the same time we're making missiles and in, in, in protecting other countries that really could use one less missile that would fund a whole school district, it's really sad to see. So um, education, getting more involved in education. I wish I had to say the way education was run in this country. Unfortunately, there's a lot of political factors involved. And in everything, there's financial factors involved. And a lot of things are done for financial reasons, not for uh, the best of our kids. There's a lot of things that need to be fought, but it's very difficult to do. But if I could get involved in one thing, I would say education, everything else follows. Well, they do say sometimes that education is at the root of every war. It's all a matter of being educated and having the perspective to understand the situation. So I, I definitely agree with you on that one. And is there anything that would surprise us to learn about you? Surprise? Well, I have a few projects that I think that would change the world. And uh, even a person like me is uh, very concerned about the repercussions. Uh, I have a show that I'd like to do. And it's funny that I don't get all the support that I would need to do this show. It's called uh, America's Next President. And it would be where every major university would uh, take their top political science student and we would do an American Idol type show where they compete against each other. And you get the new brains uh, that would be competing in, in world topics. And whoever the winner for America is for that year would then go compete uh, in the next show, which would be the world's next leader and every continent would have their person that would win, and then we would have a competition among all the different continents, all the winners in each. And what it would do, it would, for one, uh, make people aware of the way other people think and what's important to them in their country. And a show like this, all the university would support it because they would have their contestant in the university. But the most important thing is that we would get the guys that deserve to be president to be president rather than the guys that are pushed by somebody that has special interests to be president. I cannot believe that there aren't people out there much more qualified than the leaders that we have. Um, so th this, this is something that I think would change, would change the world dramatically. And it's funny, uh, when I put it on paper, it, everybody gets really excited, the biggest people in Hollywood, and then there's people in government that, that would get very upset if we did this show. We would make a lot of people look very bad and I would probably get attacked for funding this project in a very ugly way. So there's, there's a lot of downsides to doing good uh, when they're big goods. Well, all great change in history hasn't come without its challenges, but I really like the underlying core of that vision because my mission is that youth are not the leaders of tomorrow, we're the leaders of today. And that show would be creating the leaders today that we need tomorrow. It's Sometimes we as young leaders doubt our ability to lead. We, our greatest asset is that we can see the world without those, those common lenses and we can question the status quo and be accountable and see sometimes the solutions to some of our, our greatest problems and wars because we have that unbiased lens. And if we can empower those leaders and show young people that we have the ability to make a difference and not only have the ability to make a difference, our opinions matter to a point that they can make change, I think is 
probably the best gift that you could give. And there's your underlying theme of education. You can be your superhero through that show in a lot of ways because you're providing that education. Education of empowerment that we have the ability and the tools to make a difference and create a new future for ourselves. But you have to start with first believing yourself, but then number two, creating opportunities for others. And a leader, I think the definition is enabling others. And I think that's what you are doing and all the work that, that you've done so far is you're that leader. You're enabling others. You're creating the opportunities for others to shine. And by doing that, you've created a huge ripple. Uh, there's, a, there's many people that are, are very powerful in this country. And I can't understand why they don't become more influential with the youth. Um, it's very confusing to me. I do what I can with my limited resources. But uh, there are guys that are worth you know, tens of billions of dollars that aren't going to use their money in their lifetime that could be causing change for the good and are sitting around with bigger houses and bigger cars and bigger yachts. And at the end of the day, that's not a legacy. I couldn't say it any better. <laughs> I, I just want to thank you so much for your time today. Uh, you're truly an inspiration, and I feel as if more people in the industry were to work through your values, that we would have a very different future. So thank you again for sharing your insights. Thank you. I can be anybody. Thanks for tuning in to UEFFECT. I'm your host, Kelly Lavelle. For daily inspiration and insights, you can follow me at Kelly A. Lavelle on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat. And until our next episode, remember, change starts with you.